paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back once again, yet another episode, the Kickback Pod. I am here, JD. I'm with my man, Fobbs, going into, I believe, episode 16, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Episode 16, lucky number 16. Uh, Sweet 16. That, we're and, in high school, uh, baby. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're in high school. And this episode, so you know what, guys? There's one major topic, and it's not even sneaker related. That has dominated the culture, the culture over the last two weeks. You already know what it is. We're talking CLB, Drake's album dropped, Certified Lover Boy. We had Kanye's album drop, Donda, completely dominated the internet, people taking sides. I feel like it's it 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 seems to be like the most politicized thing ever now because people are literally hating on each other just for liking albums. But we'll we'll, we'll get into that a bit later. And um, that basically that major topic kind of inspired the topic of this episode. So we, t- we, were, we were talking about Yeezy and basically Kanye West and his impact, not only on sneakers, not only on Adidas, but just overall, just the sneaker culture overall. We'll, we'll get into uh, all of the previous Yeezys. We'll talk about basically from even before his Adidas days, go through all of the releases of that Kanye has had, not only with Adidas, but with Nike. Uh, we'll then get into, of course, latest pickups. We'll talk about the upcoming drops. Definitely a packed episode. It's definitely going to be Yeezy heavy. You're going to get a Yeezy history lesson in this episode. Uh, but yeah, plenty to talk about. But before we get into the shoes, man, got to get your opinion. Are you team CLB? Are you team Donda? What's your take, Fabian? Oh, man. I mean, I think whatever I'm going to say is going to rub someone the wrong way. Um, but before I answer that question, I think it's funny that you said uh, it's going to be a packed episode. I feel like we could do a whole series on Kanye's uh influence on sneaker culture you know what i mean like you could do a whole season on it um so we'll, we'll, we'll try and cr- we'll try and cram as much as we can into the 45 to 60 minutes that we usually do but on the topic of clb versus donda i like better of the two albums clb clb yeah but but i i do know so i know that's kind of a uh, controversial opinion um i would just say that I like I like Certified Lover Boy more because it's an easier listen, and that doesn't make it a great album. I don't think either albums are great, um, but I find Kanye's music so hard to listen to on repeat, which is what I usually do with songs that I like. So there's definitely some really really good songs there. There's some good verses. There's some good features on Donda just as there's good features and verses on CLB. I wouldn't call either album great. I would just say that CLB is slightly better only because it's easier to listen to. It's Maybe that makes it more mainstream, more poppy or whatever, but it's definitely like an album that I could have on in the background whilst I'm working and it wouldn't annoy me, you know? No, I totally get you, man. And that's actually pretty well said. I overall agree with you. Uh, I will say, you know, when I heard Drake and Kanye uh, dropping on back-to-back weeks, of course, I'm super excited. Those are my two favorite 
artists period of all time so i was super excited and yeah i feel the same as you a little bit disappointed overall by the quality of the albums uh, both albums to me had the exact same problem uh it was they were just too long so there was yeah. like a lot of really good songs on both albums and i feel like if either album was like 10 songs or 11 songs you could potentially call either of them a classic because the good songs on these albums are really good but there's just a lot of filler songs and yeah for that reason i wasn't like blown away by either of them um i would say overall if i'm just looking at the strong songs i think donda had stronger songs yeah it's probably got higher CLB. peaks right it's got higher peaks exactly exactly but i the- think the the low it's also got lower lows um while clb is kind of just like i don't i don't want to put like a number on it but let, let's just say that clb is sixes all around with a couple of sevens and maybe some fives and then donda has a couple eights some sixes but it's also got a lot of fives a lot of fours you know what i mean uh, yeah yeah no totally totally with you there there's 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 some songs on donda like for example the one with playboy cardi uh, off the grid i thought was just like an insane song the one with uh, roddy rich two really good songs but but on clb2 you know we had the what do you think about way too sexy <laughs> terrible oh my god it's got to be one of the worst worst samples like whose idea was it it just it sounds so awkward and that's the one with uh, like the music videos kawai leonard dancing right yes so that, that was amazing being it, a it toronto is, raptors fan so i think the video the video almost makes the song better because i think drake is aware of how awkward the song is and how awkward the text is and how awkward everything about it is and so him taking probably the most awkward nba star and putting him in a music video i think yeah. he's making fun of himself a little bit so it makes it a little bit better but it doesn't change the fact that the song is pretty trash yeah actually about that i feel like drake's album this particular album was pretty much a meme album to me like you know just from the album cover it's a it's a pretty meme cover he put it out there just so people can you know the internet can do what it does which is you know remix it into 100 different versions of the cover uh the the video of course is super meme worthy video and even the songs themselves like some of them you know like you know i feel like drake has completely embraced the fact that he's the most memed rapper out there and this whole album is pretty much like a meme album but For yeah sure. i mean over, overall though like i don't want to talk about um, clb versus donda too long but i would say donda for me is a 8 and a half out of 10 and i'll give uh, clb a 7 and a half uh, for now but i Damn. i do think that clb is going to be the one i listen to more going forward so maybe like a couple of years from now i'll probably change these rankings but from first couple of weeks listening to him i would say donda for me That's pretty generous. Like I would have I would have given it like a 6.5 and a 6, you know. Oh wow, <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Just because I thought both were were pretty disappointing. I thought and just to finish off the topic here, I have to give a shout out to my friend Danny. He said that basically Drake being Drake is okay on like 7 to 12 songs, but Drake being Drake on what was it like 24 songs or something yeah. like that? Yeah. You you no, it's too much, man. Like it, it it's just 24 of the same songs and so um yeah neither album great i think both are not going to be classics nobody's going to go back and listen and i think the biggest thing about donda was just that kanye dragged it out too long and didn't you know and it didn't 
feel finished yet. Like he put it out and it was a lot of the beats, a lot of the music, a lot of the production was still very raw, um, which, you know, maybe he's going for that vibe. But uh, when I listen to music, I like it to sound finished, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. It didn't, it didn't sound like an album. It sounded like, like a, uh, like a, a concert album or like an album to be performed, you know, like there was a bunch of songs on there that I think would sound amazing in a concert, but didn't sound so good in an album yeah let's get into the uh, lpu's latest pickups uh not so many for me mainly because i'm still in canada guys i'm here for another week and i'm learning every single week just how impossible it is to cop sneakers in canada it's 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 impossible every store here gets such little stock and when they do get stock they just release them online for the bots to eat them so there's barely any raffles I, I can't believe it. And I'm starting to realize how lucky I am that I live in Berlin. I don't want to go on a big rant about Canadian <laughs> sneaker releases, but I definitely wouldn't have my YouTube channel if I lived in Canada. That's for sure. I was but, about to say like lucky for your YouTube channel that you're in Berlin. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I did manage to win one raffle though. I copped the Jordan for shimmer and shout out to uh, a store based out of Montreal, Sam Tabak. I hadn't heard of this store before I moved to Canada but uh, shout out to Sam Tabak uh, for, for the raffle win. Uh, so yeah, I got the shimmers in hand. Uh, I do, of course, love the colorway, very similar to the off-white sales. And um, the only thing is the colorway, to me, doesn't look the same in real life like it does in pictures. In pictures, it was a lot more beige looking, a lot more similar to the off-whites. But having it in hand, it's almost like a, it's almost like a borderline pink shoe. When you when you okay. have it in hand, like you look at it from certain angles, the light hits a certain way, you almost get kind of like this blush color on the shoe. So so just for that, like it was maybe just a little bit disappointing to me the colorway, um, but I mean it's it's a great shoe. Quality is decent, so uh, it's not not amazing quality. But it, for those of you who don't want to pay fifteen hundred bucks for the off white sales, great alternative. The Jordan Four Shimmers. One more pickup. Although I don't have it with me, it's waiting for me in Berlin. The uh, Jordan 1 Low Starfish or the Reverse Shattered Backboard uh, Jordan 1 Lows. Personally, huge, huge fan of this colorway. In my opinion, the Reverse Shattered Backboard is like a top five Jordan 1 colorway. Just for me, because I love orange. I love black. Uh, yeah, top five. What, what, is, what is your favorite, actually, Jordan 1 colorway of all time? I like the shadows just because black and gray always looks yeah. good. But shadows the Royals, I would say, five. I would say the Royals are probably one of my top. No way, man! We both we both got the same like top one. That's my top one. Yeah, the Royals. It, it would be my top as well. Like I just blue and black look so good together. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, for me, man, Royals. Uh, no particular order, but Royals are number one for sure. Royals, uh, shadows, reverse shattered, uh, neutral grays go in there, and also the Chicago. So those are my top five. But nice. yeah, man, very, very happy to get the Jordan 1 Low Starfish. Quality on this looks really good. All of the OG cut Jordan 1 Lows this year, quality has been really, really good. So yeah, those are my two pickups, the Jordan 4 Shimmer and the Jordan 1 Low Starfish. What about you? So so uh, you still have some other pickups actually at my apartment. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right, right. No, shout out to Fabian, man, for, for picking up all the sneakers that I have one in raffles while i was in canada mainly you you pretty much picked up every colorway of the yeezy slide uh, yeah they're in my they're in my right hallway now. there's like five yeezy slides in my hallway then i've got the bad bunnies as well 
Oh yeah, um, shout out to you, man. I, yeah. I, I definitely gotta come by, pick it up. <laughs> no, ne- next time when you're back. Um, but yeah, I I actually I think this week is a crazy week because I have more pickups than you, uh, which never happens. That uh, never happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got I got a pair of the social status uh, dunk oh. free lunch. Um, early they, team early yeah they were very 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 kind and and sent me a pair um because i um helped with with the storytelling a little bit i i interviewed james whitner and and kind of you know did an article about them great great story so you know if you if you like the dunk um even if you can't get a pair please you know read up on the the background the story and and all the other um projects that you know james whitner and his whitaker group are doing um you know helping you know underprivileged kids and in underserved communities in the u.s um so that was the first pair that i got then i have a pair of tennis shoes i got the roger federer on um performance shoes which are pretty dope um i'm gonna try them out on saturday because i'm gonna go play tennis with my brother if it doesn't is that his brand or what on. So on on is the um, Swiss brand that he invested in. It's a running oh, brand okay. actually, but this is a tennis shoe that they made specifically for him, um, and he's worn it a couple times. Pretty dope. It released, I think, almost exclusively at Kith like a, a month ago or so. Um, and yeah, lucky enough to uh, get sent a pair. A uh, very very nice shoe. I'm going to be wearing these actually to play tennis in. Um, for anyone who wants to take a look at them, I'll put in a link in the show notes. So that, those are two of the four pickups I have this week. Then I got the Jeremy Scott Adidas Forum High, the Money Wings ones, which uh, wow. are pretty sick. Um, I you're gonna, saw them on my. Are going to rock them or what? Man, I I think I'm going. I need to, to see the fit. I think the the streets are asking for the Fabian fit with the Money Forum highs. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to wear them with my Supreme Money gun, of course. Um, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, so I got those. And then the, the fourth pair I got was a pair of the Shinzo Mizuno Contenders, which are a really nice like 90s, 2000s running shoe. And it's covered. Basically, the shoe is completely covered in corduroy, but the corduroy rips to reveal like a bottom, that, like, a, like mm. a bottom layer. Um, and I was you know, lucky enough to get those sent to me as well. So uh, yeah, four pairs of shoes this week probably a record probably will never pick up four pairs this uh, in a week again um what do yeah. you think of those social statuses in hand oh man i wore them today i wore them to the office like they're already worn um love them love them uh the the attention to detail the different materials they use they have this like basically the base of the shoe is this velvet kind of material oh, and wow. then they've got leather overlays and it's like this really really nice soft leather and then the um the swoosh is this kind of 3d gel like swoosh and you can like squeeze it it's like really soft it's really really cool um and then they've got like three different or two different laces and uh you know on the tongue tag where the nike swoosh usually is or like you know how there's sometimes like a tag on the tongue uh they actually made it out of paper like the same paper that you find on milk cartons in the free lunch that's why the whole project is called free lunch and it's inspired by free lunch given out uh to you know underprivileged kids in the u.s uh the first colorway is inspired by chocolate milk the second colorway is inspired by strawberry milk um they drop september 10th and september 18th so anyone trying to pick up a pair keep an eye on social status instagram uh, they are still to drop. 
Yeah, those look crazy. Those look crazy. It's a contender for both of those colorways for me are contenders for a dunk of the year. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, so wow, a lot of pickups total, like six pickups between the two of us. Crazy, <laughs> crazy couple of weeks. But yeah, let's let's just dive headfirst into this topic, man. Yeezy, Kanye, one of the most influential people, I would say, period. Not only music, of course, he's had a major, major impact on sneakers. And we just kind of wanted to go through the history of Yeezy brand. A lot of people were kind of just introduced to Yeezy brand uh, through the 350 V2s, I feel. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff he did before that, which people aren't really aware of. Uh, so we'll go through that. And of course, we'll talk about one of the reasons. We'll, well, we'll give you the whole backstory, of course, of how he even moved from Adidas, from Nike to Adidas, I'm sorry. And uh, also just talk about his impact overall on the sneaker culture. So, yeah, let's get into the history. Do you know this, Fabian? What is the first ever Kanye West sneaker? Oh, man. What, it, it, wasn't it a Reebok shoe, right? No, it was not a Reebok. Wasn't it Reebok? Or was it the Bapesta? Exactly. You got it, man. The Bapestas. So I'm, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of the shoe, but it's basically a uh, the graduation bear. If you guys remember, uh, the original three Kanye albums all featured a bear on the album cover. So it's that same bear. They threw it on the Babestas. Easily, maybe even the most iconic Babesta of all time. The prices on this shoe are just ridiculous. You basically need a mortgage to buy one of these pairs right now. And yeah, one of the nicest, nicest looking Babestas of all time. And also the first, that's the first attempt of Kanye making a sneaker. And yeah, I wish, I wish I had that pair. I actually have a jacket with that same uh, bear on the back of the jacket uh, that I got custom made. And oh, nice. I've... I feel like these shoes would just go so perfect with that jacket. But yeah, it, it's a dream. I'm never going to be able to get these sneakers. Um, yeah, just this... Google it. So they, they came out in 2007, right? Um, exactly, 2007. Super rare. And then the, the Reeboks came out in 2008. That's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, the, the Bapes is like an absolute classic. Like you'll see those on StockX on Grailed for like insane amounts. Like I'm seeing here 14,800 euros on StockX. Absolutely crazy. You mentioned the Reeboks. I actually completely skipped over the Reeboks when I was writing my notes. So uh, I don't think they ever released, though. I think they. Okay. Um, so basically, the the Reebok collab was uh, a a year later after the Babesas, and um, there are four colorways, and I think they were the Sean Carters or the Reebok S Carters, which were made especially for Kanye. Um, I think it was just a promo sample. They were limited to around I think fifty pairs of each colorway. Um, and again, I don't think they were released to the public. They were probably given out to friends and family. They're quite similar to the Bapesa in that they're very colorful. They use like patent leather, suede. So, um, a, a bit of an unknown Kanye, uh, collaboration, I would say. Yeah. And after that one, the second sneaker to actually release to the public, uh, before he even joined Nike, this was with Louis Vuitton. So if you guys remember back in the day, Kanye used to call himself the Louis Vuitton Don in all his songs. And yeah, he actually got a Louis Vuitton collab on a sneaker. This was the Louis Vuitton Jasper. Not a lot of people know about this shoe, but if you look at this shoe, you'll see basically it's almost like a look into the future because the silhouette is very similar to 
the upcoming Air Yeezys that he'll do with Nike. And also, it's quite similar to the Yeezy 750. That Actually, it's very, very similar to the Yeezy 750 that uh, we'll talk about later on. But yeah, basically this Jasper model, it had like a red bottom and uh, it had like suede uppers. Of course, like not a lot of people purchased the shoe. It was a Louis Vuitton sneaker and prices were through the roof. But Jay-Z did rock them quite a bit. Um, so And they were quite popular with a lot of rappers. But really though, Kanye, when it comes to sneakers, he really took it to the next level when he finally got that deal with Nike. So and we saw the first ever Nike release from Kanye in 2009. And it was simply just called the Air Yeezys. And this was just a very significant moment in sneaker culture because it was the first time, at least I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but it was the first time that a non-athlete got his own silhouette. Not, not like a colorway, not like a collab. He actually got his own silhouette which was the Air Yeezys. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know you know the history of every single sneaker. So that's so <laughs> I I think it might be true in modern times. I'm I'm just trying to think if there was maybe some something else, but I, I think you're right. But also quickly to the Louis Vuitton um Jaspers, did you know little fun fact that they were named after his um his hairdresser or his barber, Ivan Jasper? Oh, right, 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 right. That oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's a cool little fun fact. I, right. I think and he's actually still his barber. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I think he does. He does everyone. I think he does Don C. He does the whole crew, like Virgil. Um, I interviewed him like a, a couple of years back. Funny guy, really, really funny guy. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he actually. So, so Kanye had the Jaspers, and then he also had the Dons, the Louis Vuitton Dons, and I think those were named after Don C. Um, which is another one of his friends from, from Chicago. Uh, but yeah, it definitely like everything really took off with the air Yeezy one. Um, and then of course, you know, the, the air Yeezy two followed. Yeah, of course the, the air Yeezy one, there were three colorways that dropped. Uh, and the one that was probably the most popular was that black pair because he wore it in a music video. I remember it was, I forget who the music i forget what the music video was but i remember seeing it in a music video and it had all the blogs talking about the shoe uh it was a very limited release though not a lot of people were able to get pairs and brand new pairs of those of course go for ridiculous amounts of money over ten thousand dollars in most sizes the upcoming pair though the follow-up to this model which was the air yeezy 2 so this basically took the air yeezy 1 and even made it a bit crazier uh, you added spikes at the bottom. They were not, not at the bottom, sorry, spikes behind the shoe. There were fish scale patterns on the sneaker. And once again, there were three colorways that dropped the solar red, the pure platinums. And of course, perhaps the most infamous sneaker, maybe even in rap sneaker history, the red Octobers. These the red Octobers. You guys remember that from the Yeezus album. Uh, yeah, so these three sneakers, this is a definitely a sneaker that's very influential for me personally because the Solar Red pair, the Air Yeezy 2, was the sneaker that kind of got me into sneakers. I started collecting sneakers after seeing that pair in hand. My brother actually was able to get a couple of pairs for retail uh, way back in the day. And he, he had it in my house and he just showed it to me and I was just like completely blown away basically seeing the shoe that I just kept seeing on the TV, seeing it in my house. So that really kind of kickstarted my love for sneakers. 
So definitely a very influential pair for me and one of the nicest looking Yeezys, I think. From Absolute the Air, grails from the Nike. as well. Like I, oh, I would course. say the the twos, man, like back in when I was in college in New York, like I think they were going for around like two, maybe 3,000. And I was like, oh man, one day, one day I want to own a pair. And I, I don't know how much they cost now. I'm too scared to look. But uh, the pure platinum Air Yeezy twos, like, People talk a lot about grails, but grails are usually like in, in my definition, grails are something that you will probably never get. Or if you mm-hmm. do get, then you've just completed everything. Right. And then, then you're done. And for me, it's probably the air easy Two pure platinums, just because they're so, so dope. Just the shape, the spikes on the back, the strap, everything. I love the, I love the fact as well that, um, I don't know if you know this, but they use the, um, the AirTech Challenge 2 sole. So that, that was like Andre Agassi's um, signature sneaker. And they use the same sole for the Air Yeezy 2, which is cool because it's like a shout out to one of the most iconic uh, performance shoes in Nike's catalog as well. Uh, so a lot of history, a lot of really, really nice colorways. And then obviously that was for me also like Kanye's goat fashion era, you know, where he was wearing the like leather pants and just like, just fucking killing it, you know, like getting snapped by paparazzi in Soho with the Air Yeezy twos on and, you know, his like Definitely. triple stack denim. He was wearing APC like, oh, man. Yeah, Definitely. total grail, that, that was total peak, grail. peak, peak, peak Kanye West was 2012, 2013 Kanye West for me. Also, fashion wise, absolute peak. And the Red Octobers, I remember he performed in those shoes on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live. And that's what had everyone going crazy. And uh, there was like a random release. Kanye would release a few pairs on his own website. Uh, but this actually the release of the Red Octobers and to my understanding, the entire Air Yeezy 2 uh, model. It was after this release that the whole, you know, fighting bet- about royalties, the whole arguing about royalties with uh, with Nike basically, you know, start basically started, and you know that started the downward spiral of the relationship between Adidas and uh, uh, between. Oh man, I'm confusing all the names right now. That started the downward spiral between Nike and Kanye West. Uh, but I'm sure you have a lot more details there about what actually soured the relationship. Yeah. So uh, from you know what I've read, what I've heard, what people talk about is that. I think Kanye wanted more. I mean, I think it came down to the royalties as well, but I think one of the big reasons that he eventually left Nike was that he wanted more creative control over his shoes and the design of them as well. So as I said, the Air Yeezy 2, they used the sole from the AirTech Challenge. Uh, Then, you know, there's other aspects of that shoe that either have been recycled, you know, like you could argue that they look quite similar to some of the newer Kyrie basketball shoes. Um, with the strap, uh, the, the, the outsole, uh, the, the midsole, the air, the air bubble, all that kind of stuff. And I think what Kanye really wanted in that moment was he wanted to create a shoe from the ground up completely new, his own sole, his own upper, his own lacing, his own whatever, you know, and I don't think Nike was willing to let him. So the story goes have that much creative control. Um, and Nike generally, I think is a lot more protective over how they 
let collaborators collaborate with them. So they'll, you know, they'll give a lot of people set designs or set shoes, or they'll put together certain technologies for them. Um, and Kanye just wasn't about that. And you know how Kanye get, you know how Kanye gets when he has something on his mind. He wants something, he can't get it. Well, he's gonna blow shit up. And uh, I forget exactly how it went down, but you know there was beef and and to the Red October drop. I believe that Nike dropped those after Kanye said he was leaving, basically. And it was like one last like fuck you that they just dropped them randomly with a Twitter link and. That was also like a goat moment because Nike I, back in the day, like you would have to check Twitter for like links to the, to the first come first serve and the Nike Twitter just literally put a URL in there, boom, done. And they sold out really quickly, but it was just out of nowhere. Nobody had any idea it was happening. Um, <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> and, and I think like, I mean, I don't know, but like rumor has it that it was kind of like a fuck you to, to Kanye, like, all right, you're leaving. So we're just going to drop your shoe before you give the okay. Or before like, before we do the proper rollout or whatever. And it goes down as like one of the greatest sneaker drop moments just because it came out of absolutely nowhere. And then obviously it became the the most coveted colorway of the three, even though it's also the hardest to rock, in my opinion. It's definitely the hardest to rock. I would also say it's the most counterfeited shoe in history. <laughs> I've seen I've seen hundreds of pairs in real life, counterfeited models of it that honestly do look pretty real but yeah this uh i would say man that it's it's pretty sad and unfortunate what happened because i would have loved to see where else they could have taken that relationship but it all happened for the better because uh he did move over to adidas adidas gave him full creative control and also interesting side note to that adidas contract to my understanding kanye is actually getting 15 percent of the proceeds of every sneaker to himself basically so he's collecting 15 percent of the commission of every sneaker jordan michael jordan himself only collects five percent so that's that's a massive massive difference there kanye obviously you know wanted to negotiate that that's why he started rapping easy easy just jumped over jump man <laughs> because yeah he, he i think he got to a billion dollars even before michael has or i don't even know if michael has even made no, it to I a mean, billion yet my, uh, michael jordan is definitely a billionaire i mean he owns the charlotte bobcats right so i think michael jordan was one of the first uh athletes to become a billionaire or professional athletes to become a billionaire um I would say also that probably MJ's 5% is bigger than Kanye's 15, just because Jordan brand moves so much more volume, right? Like he's getting 5% off of all the hype shit and he's getting 5% off of every single Jordan, every single Jordan apparel piece, every single accessory that has his Jordan Jumpman logo, he's getting 5% from that. So I would say that Maybe Yeezy jumped over Jumpman, but not in the way that Kanye wants people to believe. I think I think Jordan is still making a shit ton of money. Like the yeah, other day, I I, the other day I was reading an article that said that because of Messi moving to Barcelona and then them selling like a bunch of Jordan accessory stuff, that he made like through his royalties, he made something like seven or twelve million euros or dollars off of Messi going to PSG, which That's is just amazing. Ab- it's absolutely crazy. You know? So, uh, I think both, both of them are making a lot of money through their shoes. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So, so he moves over to Adidas in 2015. We saw the iconic Yeezy 350. And if you remember where we saw that, 
We saw that during the Yeezy fashion show, the, the first ever Yeezy season one show. It was at New York Fashion Week. And I remember when that drop happened, when that fashion show happened, like the whole internet basically stopped what it was doing and put all its attention on this one Yeezy show, kind of like uh, how Yeezy, how uh, Kanye still does it now, like with the, with the shows about uh, his Donda release. He's been doing this for a while. He knows how to get people's attention. The Yeezy season one show, we saw the 350 for the first time there, the Turtle Dove colorway. I think we also saw the Pirate Black colorway in that show. But yeah, I mean, what an iconic, iconic sneaker. Uh, it was the first Yeezy sneaker that, uh, I mean, at least compared to other Yeezy sneakers in the past, it was the first one that was more widely available. Uh, a lot more people were able to get them. And some pretty iconic colorways to release in the first 350s. We had the Turtle Doves. We had the Pirate Blacks, the Moon Rocks. All three of these, of course, you know, some of the most coveted Yeezys of all time, looking back right now. And they also featured Boost technology, uh, which, which of course, uh, was, you know, Adidas was really trying to promote that uh, along with the Ultra Boost line. And yeah, I mean, that was that had to be, you know, one of the most pivotal moments, I think, in sneaker culture, because at the time it felt like for almost like maybe over a decade, it was just Nike. It was just Jordan brand. That's all that the sneaker collectors, the sneaker heads were fiending after. This was pretty much the first Adidas model in a long time that everyone wanted whether you were a hype beast whether you were a sneaker collector it kind of put adidas back on the sneaker i guess i don't know mainstream culture again and made it popular again and yeah i mean that just continued uh of course like after we had other versions of the 350 of course like we can get into the 350 v2 which is probably the most popular yeezy shoe ever made looking back at it I couldn't even believe this. It was made in 2016. I can't believe it's already been five years since you've seen the 350 V2. And to this day, 2021 colorways are still selling out, which just tells you how popular of a model this is, even though now there's way more quantity being produced than ever before. Still every colorway pretty much selling out. So this has been a silhouette that has kind of stood the test of time. It's been like five years now. People still want this model. Actually, before Kanye went to uh, Adidas, um, I've heard that he was looking at other brands as well. I think he talked to Reebok, uh, which, you know, was owned by Adidas back then. And like we established earlier in this episode, he has some history with. Um, But he also he talked to Puma and he was very deep in discussions with Puma, uh, apparently, allegedly, to uh, go to Puma and they were probably willing to give him literally creative control over everything, uh, which is what he wanted. Right. Um, And I just find it funny because, you know, Puma has its great shoes, right. It's got its classics, but if you look at like contemporary models, I would say that Puma probably ranks closer to the bottom of the top five to 10 biggest brands. You know, I, I would say that Reebok has some stronger new models. Adidas does Nike does. Um, ASICs, New Balance. Um, and so can you imagine a world where Kanye went to Puma? Like, would we be talking about Puma Yeezy the same way we are talking about Adidas Yeezy? Like, what do you think? Would he have brought out the same types of shoes? You know? Wow. That is, 
that's an alternate universe type of question for sure. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. I, I mean, if if he somehow brought the same amount of hype to Puma as he has for Adidas, then we would right now just be talking about Nike versus Puma. Right. It would be normal, but it sounds yeah. so weird to us now, but it would be, yeah. I think if Kanye had gone there, it would be, we would not be thinking twice about saying, oh, who's bigger now, Puma or Nike, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. So uh, any, like what happened there? Why didn't he sign with Puma? I, on, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think anybody really knows, but I, I do know, or I have heard that it was, uh, it was not close to happening, but that there were talks and, you know, there was serious interest from both sides. Obviously, I think any brand would be happy to have Connie at that point. Um, and, you know, maybe Adidas swooped in with a better deal. Maybe they outlined a clearer path. Maybe he was more interested in their technologies. I honestly don't know, but, um, you know, he joined Adidas, he joined the three stripes and, you know, the rest is history. Like you said, he's, he's brought out some pretty crazy models, uh, 750s, 350s, 350 V2s, and, uh, you know, a bunch more that I'm sure we're going to get into right now. Yeah, so. we, we also, on the, in the same year to the 350s draft, we also saw, like you mentioned, the 750s. And the 750s were also uh, designed, well, co-designed with Jerry Lorenzo from uh, Fear of God. And if you look at the 750 model, that's got to be the most Fear of God looking Adidas to drop so far. It looks like pretty much every fear of God sneaker. And if you look at even the Nike fear of gods that Jerry did, they also seem to be quite inspired by the seven fifties, at least the shape of the sneaker. Uh, it's a much like taller shape, not one of my personal favorite models of seven fifty. I, I, I just find them very difficult to rock. Um, but, and we've never seen a retro of the seven fifties. I wonder if we'll ever see that, but yeah, that was also certainly a very iconic sneaker seven fifties. Then for about a couple of years, we didn't see any new models until 2017 when we had the Yeezy Power Phase, or better known as the Yeezy Calabasas. This was like the most subtle Yeezy. I don't even know if we should call this a Yeezy because he pretty much just took the Power Phase and wrote Calabasas on it in gold letters. Uh, but it was definitely very popular. Adidas basically used the age-old marketing technique of releasing a very hype version of a silhouette and then mass releasing it because we saw so many colorways of the power phase drop later on, which proved to be very popular with people. Uh, so we had we had the power phase drop. We not only saw so many colorways of the 350 V2, we saw so many different variations of that model, uh, you know, without the pull tab, with the pull tab. Then we saw the transparent ones. Um, we saw the static pairs. Uh, we saw the reflective pairs. And now this year, the mono pairs, which are like more like skeleton uh, uh, themed. So there's been several, several uh, models of the 350 to drop over the last few years. Uh, but besides the 350s, there was one other major, major silhouette that Kanye created and introduced to the sneaker world, which in my opinion, if we look back at it, it might have been one of the most revolutionary sneakers to release over the last decade, and that is the Yeezy 700. So the Yeezy 700 dropped in 2017. The first colorway was that Wave Runner pair. I still remember when the sneaker dropped. When this sneaker dropped, everyone, I mean, everyone was hating on the shoe. It was people saying it's the ugliest sneaker ever made. Of course, the colors were just out there. There were every single blog article talking about how ugly these shoes were. And they did, of course, 
they actually didn't even all sell out immediately. I remember it released on the Yeezy website, on Yeezy's, it might have been on Yeezy Supply, but from what I remember, they actually, the pre-order sat on that site for a few days before eventually selling out, which is just crazy to think of. Uh, people only ended up getting their pairs like six months later, but that's another story. But yeah, the Yeezy 700, we saw, of course, other variations made in the upcoming years. The V2s, I think, were probably the best second model of a sneaker that Yeezys have released so far. And we also saw the V3s, which was a complete departure of the first two different materials. We had the glow in the dark as well. No boost on that sneaker. So yeah, the 700 line for me, definitely the most influential line, I would say, out of all the Yeezy sneakers. I would say 700 is definitely like the pillar or like one of the kind of pillars of Yeezy. Then you've got the, like you said, 350s are more like the budget, not, not even budget because they cost 200 euros but more of the mass market kind of it's the Roshi run of the Yeezys. And that's exactly what Kanye wanted to do as well. Right. He said that he wanted to, he wanted to eclipse the Roshi run. He saw everybody. And I mean, I had like four pairs of Roshis back in the day, uh, you know, not embarrassed to say that now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, the three fifties definitely always was going to be the mass market thing. And then the 750s, obviously, like the first ones, never been retroed. You've got the 500s, which is more of like that low top military style. You've got the basketball shoes, which, you know, all of these silhouettes we'll get into later. But what I, what I find worth highlighting is just how Yeezy and how Kanye and his team have built these different tiers and pillars of silhouettes and, and styles and models, right? So that, you know, Yeezy only works because there's some limited edition pairs, but Yeezy only makes money because there's some pairs that are mass market and it's about finding that balance. And then, you know, even within the 350 range, you've got the 350 reflective and the non-reflective. The non-reflective is less rare than the reflective. And that is reflected, pun intended, in the resale prices. You look at StockX and you've got the reflective versions that cost, you know, two, three, four times as much as the non-reflective versions. And it's all very, very clever marketing, very, very clever supply and demand, and just clever branding too, because it's not fun if nobody can get the sneakers. So obviously the 350 exists so that everybody can have a little bit of Yeezy, but Yeezy's only cool if there's some sneakers that you, you know, that not everyone can have. And so the, the way it's set up is just, in my opinion, so genius and uh, genius, but also obvious, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think going back to what you said earlier about whether or not we would be saying the same thing if he moved over to Puma, uh, I don't know if that would that would be the case. If he went to Puma, I don't know if it would be as successful as a brand as it has been with Adidas because Adidas has not only given him all the flexibility, They've also given him all the resources he could possibly need. They've thrown hundreds and hundreds of thousands and thousands of dollars behind the marketing of Yeezy. They've given him the best design teams. The Yeezy design team is huge and some of the best designers in the game. And there's, they've just put a lot of resources in order to make Yeezy as, as popular as, as it is today. Uh, some other models that released, of course, besides the 700, the 500, which released in two, in 2017. This was the first Yeezy model besides the, uh, besides the Calabasas that didn't have any boost. Uh, it's actually one of my personal favorite models of all time. The sole was taken directly from the Adidas KB-83, uh, which was like a basketball silhouette back in the day. 
the first colorways were the desert rat and then we had the blush perhaps the biggest the biggest complaint about this model has been that pretty much every colorway looks exactly the same which That's which true. is very true which is which is very true with the 500s yeah you don't need to get more than one pair in my opinion they all pretty much look the same and it's also a sneaker that i feel looks a lot better in smaller sizes than big sizes as much as i love that shoe when i wore it it just looked really really weird on my feet i looked like i was wearing some i don't know some like dinosaurs on my feet <laughs> they look like they look like uh hovercrafts a little bit you know like those were the early early day memes too they had like hovercrafts and they were comparing them to the 500s um yeah. no i i think the the 500s are, are one of my favorite pairs as well just because like no boost but so comfortable so so comfortable and um i actually i have the i, I don't know if it was the desert rat or the blush i think it was the blush but then there was like this kind of like very very light yellow pair i don't remember what the color oh, the it was called super moon yellow yeah something like that and i actually won an end raffle for those which is That's a myth rare. right like That's a myth. nobody ever wins end raffles and this was also before end started that bullshit thing about making prices different in different regions you know so yeah. i got them for like a good price and uh i had totally forgot about them and i actually didn't want them and then i got the email i was like oh shit but um <laughs> I, I still have them and uh yeah 500s like really really great shoe in my opinion uh we've uh, also had a few more silhouettes the easy boost 380 people were people were complaining for a long time for about a couple of years that there were way too many 350 v2 colorways there seemed to be one releasing every week people started saying easy brand is dead when are we going to get a 350 v3 Turns out we never did get a 350 V3. We instead got the 380s, a much a much more updated model, which has proven to not be very popular with people because this particular model, every single colorway that has released so far has, hasn't sold out. They've, uh, I mean, not on the first day. They eventually sell out months later, but on the first day they don't sell out, and uh, some of them have been going for below retail on StockX. If you guys have ever worn this model, though, it's definitely, in my opinion top two in terms of comfort it is such a comfortable shoe more out of comfortable top, like top two out of yeezys or top two out of no out, out of yeezys out, out of okay yeezys. okay it's 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 a, it's such an amazing shoe in terms of comfort oh, uh, i, yeah, I love of, it too like i can't i don't understand why it doesn't sell out because it's it's like an more advanced or like a cleaner version of the 350 in my opinion which is why it's called the 380 right i think originally like when it leaked people were calling it a 350 v3 or whatever um i i, I love it man it's a, it's a really great shoe yeah i agree especially that first colorway i forget what it was called i think it was called the, the alien. alien right alien, right right yeah. that was a, that was that was a great great shoe a very slept on if that's even a thing with yeezys and then starting in 2019 we saw like a big change with easy brand because now it seemed like they were no longer just focused on sneakers we started to see them move towards other things like slides we had the, we saw the slides come out in 2019 with adidas and yeah of course uh, that has proven to be a genius genius move by easy brand because those things i couldn't believe what a pair of slides was going for on StockX. i just couldn't believe it i'm like people are paying $300 for a pair of slippers. That and costs $60, right? Or 70 or whatever it is. 60 retail. retail. Right? 60, 60 retail. retail. Which is which is also like that that is also smart, right? Because it 
again, it makes it more accessible. Not everyone has $200 to spend or $220 to spend on a pair of 350s. And even if they make a million 350s in one colorway, like there's still people who very fairly can't afford to buy a pair of $200 shoes every month or every week or whatever. And, or even, you know, even every year, you know, right. Like some people are, you know, like have less, less cash than others. And so allowing people to be part of Yeezy by dropping $60 slides. Like, of course, I know that's a lot for slides, but $60 is a lot easier to digest than 200. So again, genius in my opinion. Definitely. Definitely. And it, proved to be even more genius because we had the pandemic next year and people were pretty much just wearing slides all year <laughs> yeah that's true that's why i think that's also a big reason why they were so popular uh like i i know that you know i do do i do the StockX uh, sneaker reports every quarter and you know during the first three four quarters of the pandemic like it was just slides and not just easy slides like birkenstocks and crocs and all sorts of stuff suey coke like all of those brands were just selling so well on StockX, and i'm assuming also at retail level too just because that's all people were wearing right 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 for sure and we kind of saw the evolution or maybe like a crossover between a slide and a sneaker in 2020 when we saw the release of the foam runners uh people still debating is it a slide is it a sneaker is it a croc <laughs> we don't know but it turned out to be one of the most forward-looking sneakers. I'm going to call it a sneaker uh, that we've seen from Yeezy brand. And I'm surprised. I, I don't really see a lot of people wearing them in public, even though every single release seems to sell out. Uh, it is a very, very tough shoe to wear, but it is a super, super comfortable pair. And I cannot take my pair off my feet. I've just been pretty much wearing it every day now for months. Um, yeah, the foams, of course same like the slides reselling for almost three to four times what the retail price is the retail price is 80 dollars, i believe and yeah the final thing that yeezy brand did was they also moved into basketball sneakers because in 2020 we did see the release of the quantum yeezys and if you guys remember that release it was this it was a sneaker that was almost as popular almost as known for the release rather than the sneaker itself it released on all-star weekend Kanye himself, as well as the Easy team, drove around the city of Chicago in ATVs, handing in out tanks these as well, like in tanks. Like yeah, true. Tanks. Yeah, handing out these uh, these quantums to people, and a bunch of NBA players were rocking it for All Star Weekend as well. And yeah, but that model too hasn't really proven to be very popular. They've been sitting, they've been going for below retail. Uh, I mean, Kanye said many many years ago that his goal was to have a Yeezy for everybody, uh, make Yeezys available to everybody. And I would say he's accomplished that. Just the fact that you can actually, just yesterday, I walked into a store in Toronto and I saw the Yeezy uh, 350 V2 Lite. I saw that sitting in the shop. And that's that was something unthinkable, absolutely unthinkable just a couple of years ago. But yeah, we. it seems like Kanye has achieved his goal of providing a Yeezy, Yeezy for everyone. But it's still a super, super popular, popular model. Um, I think the the only thing that I would say is uh, on on that point actually that I agree. Like they're they're more widely available. They don't sell out. They're cheaper than ever, right? Because I think the seven hundreds even reduced in price. They started yes. at three hundred, and now they cost like two something. The three hundred um, price was ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was it was it made sense for the first few pairs, but then when they started releasing more and more and more, it became obvious that you're not going to spend 300 on a shoe that drops in 17,000 different colorways. But what what another point is that because Yeezy has such a wide range of sneakers now, that's also one way that they've made Yeezys for everyone, right? They've made Yeezys for basketball players. They've made Yeezys for people chilling at home and just want to wear their slides. They've made Yeezys for people who want to wear foam runners. They've made Yeezys for dads with the dad shoe 700. They've made Yeezys for people who like Roshis or want slip on shoes. He's got Yeezy boots. So uh, in that respect, he's also made Yeezys for everyone, right? Cause like there's so many different tastes and, and, Everyone or a lot of different kinds of people with different tastes can now also buy a Yeezy and be happy with their purchase. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think in many ways you can make the case that Yeezy brand is to Adidas what Jordan brand is to Nike. Uh, it's like a offshoot brand that has its own, you know, ethos, its own, uh, its own uh, set of people who buy these sneakers. And in many ways, I would say it's even better than Jordan brand because Jordan brand, it, it seems like the only sneakers that are popular for them are these retro models made 30 years ago, like the ones and the ones are also starting to die down a little bit in terms of popularity, but easy brand continuously always giving us new silhouettes that are interesting, that are forward thinking. And like you said, there is now a Yeezy for pretty much everyone, even for the moms who just want to chill at home. They want their slides. If you look at the slides right now, like the the lower sizes, the smaller sizes, those always have a higher resale than the bigger ones. So, you know, small feet gang, girls, moms, they're buying these sneakers. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's literally a Yeezy for everyone now. People who like certain models. The we didn't even mention some of the other models, like the 500 high tops, which just an amazing, amazing quality sneaker in terms of quality. Just in my opinion, top tier when it comes to Yeezy models and those two, like certain people like them, certain people don't, but they're available. There's a Yeezy available for everyone. Now, I think it's one of the strongest, if not the strongest brands right now in the sneaker game. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think one, one last thing I'll add is that I think that Yeezy has revolutionized a lot of different aspects of sneaker culture, right? So like you said, with the designs, with what is a hype sneaker, what is a generally sneaker, um, what can one person do who's not an athlete, right? Like how can this one creative person, Kanye West, build a brand that's so big around himself that it rivals Jordan brand, you know, in, in certain respects, but also... Um, and this might be a small thing, but I remember that back in the day, you know, ye sneaker drops are so complicated or like it was first come first serve. And I don't know if Yeezy started this, but it was definitely made mainstream by Yeezy with the splash pages, right. And like being in a queue and waiting your turn and stuff like that. I think this happened, what, around like 2015, 2016, maybe a little later. Um, so that's like another thing that kind of Yeezy and the brand and the, and the drops changed and, and revolutionized. And it just shows that like how far reaching Kanye's influence is um, in, in the world of sneakers, at least. Yeah, definitely. Splash pages. He, uh, that was definitely introduced by Yeezy brand. And we saw a lot of companies follow that. And a lot of boutique retailers follow that same method going forward. Yeah. He's definitely himself and Yeezy brand definitely have revolutionized the sneaker games in just so many different areas. 
but yeah, I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed that little, uh, um, history, I guess, of Yeezy brand and everything that has happened with Kanye so far when it comes to sneakers. Oh, and we are also going to tell you right now our top three Yeezys of all time. Uh, I'm going to let you go first, Fabian. Give it to let's me. Your do, top three like, Yeezys. Let's do three, three, two, two, one, one. Okay, so yeah, let's like do more. that way. Let's do that. So way. I'll I'll do my first. So I would have to say the 500s are third place the desert rats, the blush, whatever. It doesn't matter what colorway, but I think the 500s, just because a lot of the hype that Yeezy had, I mean, obviously was because of Kanye and Yeezy, but I think a lot of it was also to do with just boost was like the material and the cushioning of the moment. And so when boost was in Yeezys, it just made it so much cooler. And this was one of the first ones that did not have boost. And it was just as comfortable. It was a very different design. It was much more military influenced. Um, yeah, so definitely uh, has to be in my top three. So that's my number three. That's actually my number three as well. The oh, five hundred. Wow, nice. Yeah, I was I was debating between the seven hundred V three, which I really liked as well, or the five hundreds. But I had to go with the five hundreds for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned. It was just completely different from other Yeezys at the time, and the fact that it was $200 and for $200, you were getting a sneaker that I thought was just amazing quality, really nice suede on it, way better quality than Nike and Jordan sneakers at the time. And uh, yeah. And like you said, a super, super comfortable sneaker. So the 500s, you can't ignore that for me also. Number three, third best easy ever made. Yeah. And then my second, I would have to go with the OG seven fifties just because it's a it's a design that's never been retroed. It's the rarest Adidas Yeezy. I had a pair, um, and just it was so different. It was so it, it just represents the beginning of Adidas Yeezy for me. And so, um, yeah, like it, it's the it's hard to wear. I would I would agree with you there. But um, just in terms of design and and, and design language, it kind of set the tone for what was going to come. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a great pick just for the fact of how rare it is. And it just hasn't been retro yet, even though pretty much every other Yeezy sneaker has been retro. At number two, I have I have to go all the way back to the Nike days. I got the Air Yeezy 2s coming in at number two for me. Just like you said, for me, it's one of the most grail, grail sneakers. The Solar Red pair specifically would be maybe my biggest grail of all time because it was the sneaker that got me into sneakers and it's just it's just such a sick shoe and it's just so iconic it just takes you back to the early 2010s period and you know like when when Kanye was pretty much at his peak when it comes to fashion and just that whole time period and everything that was going on back then so yeah air yeezy twos for me number two that's a good call um for number one i struggled with this one i thought about maybe putting in a non-adidas yeezy but uh and and like i said earlier the air yeezy 2 is for me like such a grail but i just i love the fact that the adidas yeezys are just completely new creations right like mm -hmm. nine like disregarding the power phase calabasas like every single shoe is completely made new from scratch and so the Air Yeezy 2 kind of drops out of my top three. And for the top, I have to go with the Wave Runner 700s. For me, it is the Yeezy. And it's been restocked so many times and it sells out all the time because I think everybody or most people agree it is the Yeezy. 
Could not agree more, man. Definitely my number one as well. The 700 V1 Wave Runners. It set the tone, man. I mean, 2017, this sneaker dropped. At the time, I remember everyone was into the sock sneakers. We had those Balenciaga ones that were going nuts. And of course, the Roshis were still kind of popular at that time, maybe starting to end, end their popularity. The 350s, of course, are very popular. Then all of a sudden, you get this crazy super chunky looking shoe with ridiculous colors and at the time people thought this was you know kanye acting crazy again but turns out that started a whole trend we had every brand trying to release chunky sneakers after that i know nike tried to you know make the monarch hype again <laughs> um, so there, there was every brand trying to scramble trying to put out their own version of a chunky sneaker because i mean i feel like the wave runners pretty much started the wave and they're called wave runners for a reason too they started the dad wave in my opinion and that colorway too so iconic i love the sneaker this is like when i look at my collection there's like sneakers that i know like i'm just never gonna sell and no matter how many times this pair has been retroed it's for me still the most iconic easy of all time and any sneakerhead needs to have that colorway in his collection so yeah also my my number one the wave it's also the it's the first sneaker I ever bought on StockX. It's not the first sneaker that I bought for resale, but it's the first one I bought on StockX. So that, that was actually also for me, one of the very few sneakers I have in my collection that I paid resale for. Although not much resale, I only paid like, I think 70 euros above retail, which was, which was fine. Yeah. So that was it for our top three Yeezys. Of course, let us know on, uh, on Instagram. Let us know what are your top favorite, favorite Yeezys of all time. Do you agree with us? Both of us, we had the Wave Runners at number one. So now let's just get into, of course, as always, we get you prepared for the upcoming weeks in the sneaker world. Uh, definitely some nice, very nice releases in the next two weeks. I have a couple. Um, I'll just go first. I ha- both of them are New Balances. Both of them are not just New Balances. They're both 990 V3s. So <laughs> we got we got the uh, the Joe Fresh Goods uh 990 v3 which will be get, seeing a public release a uh, wide release i'm sorry on the on september the 9th uh, i'm very 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 excited about this pair i got my i put in my raffle entries haven't hit any w's yet but you know a man can hope so yeah i'm, I'm hoping to cop that pair colorway man colorway is so so insane but what's what's to be you know expected from joe fresh that's what he does every time gives us colorways that you don't normally think go well on a silhouette but he somehow puts it together and this is just a really really nice colorway and the other yeezy no wait wait wait, did i just say yeezy (laughs) the other (laughs) the other 990 v3 uh is the levi's 990 v3 which will be dropping on september the 9th in europe and a bit later about a week later uh, worldwide and damn i've seen videos of this sneaker quality wise I think it'll be very tough to find a better quality sneaker to release this year. And also just the colorways too. Colorways are just so, so premium looking, so nice looking on the shoe. Like, oh my God, any of these colorways. I actually prefer the blue one, I would say. Um, But yeah, this is just such a nice sneaker. What a year for 990 V3s. This maybe even the silhouette of the year so far, just every single collab has been so strong on this model. Yeah, I, I actually I like the gray pair better from the Levi's, and I 
I'm actually going to the New Balance store tomorrow morning uh, to try and pick one up because you know the one in Mitter, right? They they're getting them. They're doing an in-store release. They're doing in-store. They do first come first serve, and they had the bodegas there too. And they had the bodegas sitting for a while. They had like one of the bodegas in the display window for like three weeks afterwards. What? Um, yeah. Get out of here, man! Really? Yeah. Oh so my I, God, I like man. I called them. They're opening at 10 a.m. <laughs> um, by the you know by the time you guys are listening to this episode, I'll have already been there. Um, I'm hoping for a W. I don't know. Like I don't know if people know that they drop them because I think it's one of those like sneaky stores where they just have them, but nobody really knows. Um, so I'm gonna try my luck tomorrow. Head down there a little bit early, maybe camp out for like 30 minutes or something, and uh, see what's going on. Do you think you can get? Do you think it's possible to get two pairs per person or not? Just if, one. If I if I can, uh, then I can get your pair uh, in your size. Yeah. If, um, if, if that's possible, size eleven, please. So <laughs> of, I, maybe maybe I pair. can get like one gray one and one blue one, and then I'll get you the blue one in eleven and the gray one in in my size. Oh yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Um. Yeah. And so you said two V threes, but there's actually three. The oh, OG, okay. the OG gray one is coming out later this month in September at some point. Um, wow. Which, you know, is obviously a must cop because the OG colorway, you know, can't be missed. So yeah, there's it's a it's a good month even for uh V3s. My favorite and then your favorite 990. We had we did a whole series on this uh to release. Go back and check that podcast. But yeah, man, this has been a great year for that model. Anything else though, besides the 990s? So the the Clot Nike Sakai's are dropping on September fourteenth, right. uh, which is the the orange colorway. Because I think there's two colorways from Clot, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the orange one, the orange and red one's dropping on the fourteenth. I, I hate that colorway, man. What do you think? I, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I I actually only like the fragment Sakai's. I don't like the Clots, and I don't like the undercovers either. Um, but you know it. It is a very clot colorway with that orange, gray, and white. So anyone you know who's into clot Air Max ones might be into these. Uh, and then I had the red lipstick Nike Air Jordan 14s, which drops September 16th. Those are a women's exclusive, but they're one of the best women's exclusives I've ever seen because they don't look like a women's shoe, which is really great. It's it's literally just a black and red, like a bread Air Jordan 14 that is called red lipstick. So uh, any of the, you know, medium to small sized uh, men who want to pick up a pair, those are dropping September 16th in the U S. Oh, these are actually hard, right? Like they, it's just a bread air Jordan 14, but like not a traditional color blocking. I think they look dope. That's you, this. See, this is a colorway that I feel like if Jordan himself, like wore it during his playing days, we would be talking about this as like one of the classic Jordan sneakers. Yeah. Cause I it's agree. such a Chicago bulls colorway too. It's so dope. Yeah. No, really, really nice pair. Yeah. I think besides that, that's pretty much all of the upcoming drops. Am I right? That's it from my side. Yeah, that's about it. And that also wraps up this episode. Thank you so much. All the loyal listeners, everyone who, just basically clicks on the pod as soon as we upload it uh shout out to you guys man and uh also just want to send a special shout out to all of you guys that are from canada from toronto i met a lot of you guys on this trip and it's been really dope to see you guys in person uh yeah i'm i've yet to meet someone 
from who basically knows us from the kickback part that would be pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) that would be cool but that'll come that'll come that'll definitely come uh but yeah thank you guys so much for listening uh jd signing out fob signing out as well and we will catch you guys next time oh and one more thing do not forget to give us a good rating on apple music we really would appreciate that but yeah, go ahead. we've 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 had a lot of ratings actually. Like I, <laughs> I hit up all my friends in the group chats. I was like, "Yo, if you don't give me a rating, I'm leaving the group chat." Um, <laughs> I, I think basically I can only see seven or eight ratings on the on the Apple Store, but I think in the U.S. Apple Store we've got like eighteen, nineteen, twenty ratings. So we're good. Oh wait, good. really? Oh, I I can't even like I didn't even know that. I thought like uh, every country saw the same amount of ratings. Now it's it's country specific, which is a weird way to do it. But um, yeah, you okay. like so. Thank you to everyone who has been rating us, and we haven't seen it in Europe. Um, appreciate it. Obviously, if you haven't given us a rating yet, please do. Uh, always appreciated. Leave a comment, say hi, hit us up on Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.